0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sex Sales Podcast, the podcast where a comedian talks to a relationship therapist about all things gender, sex, and science related in the modern world in 2021. We're officially into the 20s. Hope you're doing well. Uh, We have subscriptions available. Go to neilcolhatker.com slash podcasts. We also have the option for uh, you to send in a question or a query or any relationship issue you may be having. Also, go to the same website. I'm joined with Eliza. You can probably guess who the relationship therapist is. <laughs> it's her, and not me. Eliza, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. It's it's weird being here and in, in at the night time and seeing you. Yes, or usually a morning kind of. That's true. We afternoon. usually
0: record in the uh, early afternoons, but uh,
1: mixing things up.
0: Yeah, we are mixing things up a little bit. <laughs> uh, how's your day been?
1: Uh, it's been long and lots of paperwork and. Meetings, so I'm glad to be talking about fun things yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, because
0: we're going to be talking about some pretty uh, Juicy. fun topics. And <laughs> yeah, these, uh, this topic and next week's topic have both been influenced by one TikTok that mm-hmm. I saw actually, uh, really getting to the most academic sources.
1: <laughs> yeah, forget
0: all the scientific <laughs> studies out there. TikToks that's where I mm-hmm. sat, that's where the culture scape is. Uh, you know what? Let's just get straight into it. Why not? Uh, I saw TikTok where uh, uh, a young woman uh, just posted this is a safe space for men tell us what you wish us females knew and there was just a plethora of men usually mainly younger men it seemed like and even teenage boys commenting things that really uh, rang true to me mm. and I couldn't help it when I was scrolling through I almost get quite emotional thinking wow these guys are actually articulating this and and being a bit open and, and vulnerable,
1: yeah. And it wasn't aggressive; it was kind no. of like sad, like please, <laughs> please <laughs> do this. Bit, yeah. It was a bit
0: sad, actually. Yeah. It was uh, very open, and 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 it seemed quite nice. The the women in the comments were like, "Oh, I'm so glad that you guys are telling us about mm. this." So I thought we'd do two podcasts: one about what women wish men knew about them, mm. and and then the second one, uh, more based on that particular TikTok but we're also just going to talk generally about what uh, men wish women knew uh, about them so ladies first uh let's get into you I believe you actually put out was it an Instagram question or you just asked some yeah. of your friends you asked a few of your female friends what do you wish men knew about you
1: well I asked a lot of women and girls and um about this question, and I got some very intense and excited answers about this. So there was no shortage of what people were saying, and a lot of it was to do with sex, which was interesting because when Juicy. on the on the male one, nothing came up about sex, but for women and what they want men to know was fifty percent of it was about sex. So How
0: ironic, yeah. You almost expect the opposite because all the all the boys were saying. Oh, look at it. all these emotional things that I wish you knew about us. Whereas the girls are like, "Look, it's this not is what how you you'd think,"
1: us. but maybe it's because men are getting the sex they want and women aren't,
0: <laughs> and women are getting the emotional support <laughs> they want and men aren't. <laughs>
1: Both of those are probably incorrect <laughs> let's be honest we usually hear okay, complaints the okay. other way around but you know who knows who knows so um, i pretty much said this is what i'm doing i'm chatting to neil about it what do you wish that men knew or your boyfriends knew or men that you're dating mm-hmm. um so the first one that came up which i thought was which is was a good one because it also came up in um what men want women to know and it's like why do you keep saying i'm fine And why is that your response for everything when you're clearly not? And the response Mm. to that from women was they like to say, I'm fine for two reasons. Well, there's a million reasons, but all three, maybe one is I just don't want to answer it right now. Second one, which a lot of us probably wouldn't admit is that we say I'm fine as a way to kind of subtly manipulate your attention back onto us. Like you're not paying attention to me being upset. I don't want to verbalize it, but I want you to be aware. So I'll say, I'm fine. Um, and- okay, No, go on yeah. and then I'll- And I'll... the third one was um, because- Wait, was
0: that, what was the second one?
1: Oh, that was the second one. Oh, the first was the one was you reason. just don't want yep, to. Yep, sure, yeah, sure, sorry. And the third one was- um, Because we don't trust you enough with our emotions. So we're like I'm not gonna say I'm I'm vulnerable or I'm hurt or I'm upset because I don't trust you to respond in an empathetic way. So I'm just gonna say I'm fine and brush it off.
0: Okay. What were your thoughts? Interesting. I mean those all make sense. They do. I would have guessed all of those as well. (laughs) And I think when you've dated women for even a year, you just figure it out. When they say I'm fine, there's clearly something wrong.
1: It's funny how it's like a societal response though so often is to be like, I'm fine.
0: Yeah, it's actually the ultimate cry for help, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But the manipulative one, oh, that's a bit, that's interesting. Do you think that's a good thing to do?
1: It's not a good thing to do, but I think that there's a lot of um, kind of judgment on women for being attention-seeking and needy and demanding kind of attention. So Mm -hmm. they've probably subconsciously, developed this method or use this as a way to bring your attention to something that they don't want to have to directly verbalize or tell you about. Um, even if, or probably because it's something petty, like they've seen you do something that they don't like, but it may be irrational and they don't want to speak about it, but they want you to be paying attention and, or asking them what's wrong. I can see something's wrong, like giving them the kind of floor to speak about it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Opening that
1: conversation up themselves. Okay. Yeah, but it's... um, Do you
0: think that's... Because I I could imagine a lot of men would hear that and think, well, that's not really fair. You should just verbalize what is actually what you're upset about. Uh, Whereas I could imagine a lot of women would think, well, no, I want you to actually show interest and care about me. Enough to ask. Who do you think is correct?
1: Well, I mean... The same thing for men though, how much do we try to get men to open up to us and talk to us and, and say things to us and they give us two word responses. So it is kind of like this same thing. And I do agree that women should just come out and and say what's on their mind rather than playing games. But it's not a, like a conscious thing, like I'm gonna manipulate him and say this. And I, I like, admittedly, I probably have fallen into that trap a couple of times where I'll say, oh, I'm okay because I haven't yet figured out or rationalized or use my logic brain to understand what's actually upset me here. Yeah. Um, but really, I should just be like, give me a couple minutes to figure out what's bothered me before mm. I tell you. Because at the moment, I don't even know. Like, you know when something pisses you off and you, you don't even know what it is.
0: Mm. So what should a man do if his girlfriend comes home one day and he asks her, how are you doing? And she says, I'm fine and just sort of ignores in that him tone. Yeah. a little bit. What, what should he do? Should he ignore her or should he inquire further? And what if he then does inquire further but she still withdraws? What's the best thing a man can do in that situation?
1: I think that you shouldn't demonstrate to your partner that when you can see and you can tell that they're upset that you should be like, well, she said, I'm fine. So I'm going to take her word. And if you can see they're clearly bothered by something, I always think it's worth asking about and seeing, seeing what's up. Um, and you don't have to be like, what have I done? Or you're moody or you're upset. Just be like, is everything okay? Do you want to talk? And then she'll probably be like, no, I don't want to talk. And you will say, okay, well, I'm going to ask you again in, in five minutes. And if you don't want to talk, we can just leave it until you're ready. So usually within those five minutes, she'll be like, thinking about it and be like, okay, I actually do want to talk and I want him to ask me again. So it's always the second time that someone asks you what's wrong is when you get the response.
0: Mm, Okay, that's a good insight. I wouldn't have thought of that.
1: Yeah, just ask twice. Wow. Yeah.
0: All right, I can see you're upset. I'm going to, you know, uh, let you be for five to ten minutes and then I might come and ask you again. Yeah. What if it's a recurring thing? What if every week she's uh, playing these sorts of games and being like, oh, I'm fine.
1: If it's a recurring thing, it might be her kind of trying to calm herself down and actually rationalize, okay, I'm feeling so irrationally jealous or bothered by something, and I know if I tell him there's no point because I know I'm not actually – it's not true. It's not, like, substantiated, and my concerns aren't real. Mm. So maybe I'm just going to say I'm fine until I actually am fine. Okay. So I don't know. If it's a if it's a recurring thing, though, just – point don't be afraid to point that out to someone in a gentle way and be like look i've noticed that you are hesitant to respond when I ask you questions about if you're okay and I feel like I can tell you're upset, is there something you need me to do that makes you feel more comfortable talking? Or is there something I do that makes you feel uncomfortable talking about it? And she might say, well, the second I start talking about an issue, you go straight to the defense and that's why I don't want to, mm. which was another thing that came up that women kept saying as well.
0: Okay. Yes. Well, just before we move on to the next one, any any final things you want men to hear about the I'm fine
1: Sometimes women say I'm fine when they genuinely are fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And sometimes men do too.
1: Yeah. Okay. Exactly.
0: Okay. So there's one of those four options then. Yeah. Can we go through them again very briefly?
1: Okay. She she actually is fine. Yeah. Or she doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. She's wanting your attention, but she doesn't want to ask you directly for your attention. Yeah. Or... Or she doesn't trust you enough with her emotions. Mm. She doesn't trust you to respond in the way that she wants you to. So she's just not going to give them to you.
0: Well, none of them are good except the one where she actually is fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So three times out of four, assume that she's not okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. There you go, fellas. There's a bit of insight.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, What else is there? What else do men need to know?
1: So this one comes up because I know that this is going to irk men the wrong way because this is a kind of – like hypocritical thing that women tend to do and that's when they pretend to be cool with their boyfriends or partners checking out other girls in front of them or talking about how hot a girl is in front of them and a lot of girls will say to their boyfriends oh it's fine let's talk about how sexy this person is or let's talk about this and um yeah you can check her out I don't care I'm I'm rational and I know that that's normal but then they'll come to me or to another friend afterwards and be like you don't know how much it kills me that I don't look like that girl or that that he talks about this girl like this or he checks out every girl on the street. So I think that women can understand that that's a normal part of us being humans is that we're gonna find other people attractive and there's no issue in that. But I do think that there's an issue when you're with your partner and you're overtly looking at other girls constantly, it's kind of disrespectful to some women. And I guess it's the same like men find it offensive when women are looking at other men constantly. If they do that, I'm not yeah. sure. I haven't heard that complaint from men, but.
0: Okay. That seems like a pretty fair one. What can a man do, I suppose, if he is with a, a woman and then he, he's walking around and sees some really beautiful girls and either he does look at them unconsciously mm. or he maybe wants to have a second glance. Mm. I, I assume he obviously shouldn't.
1: Yeah. What what
0: what can uh, what can we do in that situation that uh, will improve?
1: No matter how subtle you think you are. Your girl's seeing it. She 100% sees it and she's consciously aware there's a hot girl walking towards you and she's wanting to test you. It's not about a test of loyalty or whatever. It's about a test of, in her eyes, like respect. And this isn't for every girl. It's for probably the majority, at least for younger women, like 30 and under. Mm. Maybe when you're more mature and, and older, you're like, well bigger fish to fry kind of thing. It's not my biggest concern if he finds another girl sexy and looks at her. Mm. But it is something that, you know, women are brought up in, in society getting these constant messages where we're really pitted against each other and comparing ourselves to women all the time and getting all these messages about our worth is our beauty and our sec- sexiness and how attractive we are.
0: Mm. And it's
1: hard to kind of break out of that understanding at some time so when you see the person that you love or the person that you are very devoted to or loyal to clearly looking at another woman's ass or or tits or whatever it does it can hurt people and I my advice for men is just don't do it in front of your girlfriend like if you can't control yourself for two hours out in public then you have an issue you need to learn to stop looking at every woman that walks past you objectively like don't objectify them and Think of if you're only looking at women and thinking how hot they are and how sexy they are, that's actually a problem. You can think of that when women walk past, but not every single attractive person should warrant your full attention every single time. I agree with that.
0: I think you can, I would say, I don't think it's a problem if you're uh, Walking past and noticing women that are attractive and thinking, "Wow, they're attractive." Yeah. But if you're leering at them and looking them up and down while you're with your girlfriend, yeah. that's yeah. I can I can understand that. that 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 is quite disrespectful. Yeah. And I don't think again, I don't think uh, that would be unique to women. I'm sure if a, a man's with a girl and she's checking out other guys or she's talking about a guy that she finds attractive at her work to a degree that mm. is disrespectful and and and. Insinuate she may be interested in him—that would um, upset a lot of men as well.
1: I feel like that one would be much more common than the looking at other men. I think it would be talking about other men.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. I also for women. Agree. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Again, that seems very fair. I yeah. uh, can't really argue with any of these. <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> whether or not we just gotta have more self-control, I guess. Um, what else is there?
1: Okay. So another one was. Um, about how it's not crazy and it's not psycho to ask a man, even early on, how old would you like to be when you get, like, do you want to get married? Not necessarily to me, but just in general, like, do you believe in marriage? How old would you like to be when you have kids? When do you see that for yourself? we get portrayed in such like a, oh my God, she's psycho. She asked me that two months in. But at the same time, you know, especially women that are in their mid, late, 20s or 30s and they only have a period of time where they can have kids you want to know these things sometimes if that's your intention well I want to settle down and have kids then see if someone else is sharing that same goal before you fall in love and then go through years of conflict about it
0: again I I agree I don't think that's people really saying that's psycho if someone asked that question pretty nicely Two yeah. months into seeing someone, hey, where do you see yourself in two, three years? If you yeah. say it vaguely like that, that's.
1: I think that you are. I ask
0: that. You like though? you
1: have good emotional intelligence and like relationship experience to understand. But <laughs> well, most the girls men.
0: Girls would disagree, but yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> most men will think, can, well, not most men, sorry. A lot of men, too many men can be bothered by those kind of questions and find them too intense and too forward and too much pressure, even when you're just asking.
0: Well, just say no then. What's the big, yeah? What's the big deal if if, yeah. if she wants that and you don't? Yeah, I get. I Look, I, I, I can I can see all this. All is very fair. I, I think really... the bigger
1: issue actually is maybe more specifically is when do you think we will get engaged? Kind of thing.
0: Okay. Well, then, then you're starting. If I did hear that, two months not in, two months, I in. would think. Yeah. All right, then that it does feel like okay. This suddenly feels like there's pressure. Yeah, which is could also be an irrational response. But if that's something she really wants, I think there'd be a way to ask it in in uh, rather than directly saying, "When do you think we're getting engaged?" Maybe, "Hey, where do you see this going?" Or yeah. uh, "Where do you see?" what are you looking for in the next two or three years? Are you looking to settle down? Are you looking for yeah. an engagement? Ask him what he's looking for, not when are we getting engaged. Yeah,
1: maybe. that's a good good op, good op. I know a lot of girls that are too fearful to ask their boyfriends that they've been with for years when they can get engaged or when that might happen or if that's even on the cards. And I'm like, just bloody ask him. What's he going to do, leave you after three years because of that question? Just ask. <laughs> but... You know yeah again
0: maybe ask it in a way that isn't expecting him to do something just maybe say hey where where do you see us in another 2 or 3 years yeah where do you see right. us that's a good yeah. idea yeah. yeah um but maybe i haven't been in that situation um be interesting to read some of the comments from men who've mm-hmm. maybe been in this situation if, if you've had a partner or a girlfriend that you feel has Heaped unfair pressure onto you, or women, if you've had uh, men that have called you psycho for asking what I believe is a pretty seems like a pretty reasonable question. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's read some comments.
1: Exactly, let us know. Um, So one of the other ones was about a lot came up about the pill and the kind of lack of knowledge and understanding and empathy that men have for women who first of all just like their reproductive system and and cycles and women on the pill and how the pill can impact women and make you really like depressed and it impacts your mental health a lot it impacts everything essentially and what I've been seeing is that it has become trendy actually recently Uh, most of my friends now at the age of you know between 24 and 30 we're all we're all coming or have come off the pill Mm. after years and years of use because a lot of research is coming out about it. And a lot of, you know, my my peers have been met by their boyfriends being like, well, I refuse to wear a condom, so stay on the pill. And I think to that, that that's kind of your shit if you think that or you say that, like you're going to put up with, you can't put up with 20 minutes of not the 10 out of 10 feeling sensation when you have sex, but yet you expect your girlfriend to put up with 24 hours a day of hormonal dysregulation and potential pain and long-term infertility or impact to do with that. Like just wear the bloody condom or have a baby if you don't want to have her on the pill. Like it's not really something that you should force onto your partner. What do you reckon about that?
0: Again, that's very fair. Do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's, when you think about it rationally, a girl's basically changing her entire hormonal cycle for your convenience. You've read that book, Hormonal, you need,
1: so you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you should read that. I, I, no one ever reads it, but I say it so many times <laughs> on every podcast. No one, no one's messaged me being like, because I know you will. If you read it, you're going to DM me being like, this changed my life. Holy but shit, you, you yeah. Just, no one does it. Uh, but, uh, again, seems uh, pretty fair. Yeah, feels a lot better raw, but I'm sure it feels a lot better not having your uh um cycle synthetically altered.
1: Exactly, so, it does. Yeah. Pretty fair. So and also kind of piggybacking off that one, another thing was is that women's pain is often not taken seriously enough and you know with with um particularly with periods and first of all if you get grossed out by the word period or when a woman talks about period like grow up you're immature you're not you're not like funny it's just stupid if you're kind of having this really intense reaction to it I think that the sign of you know, a mature and emotionally intelligent and sensitive person with insight would be like not flinching or being like, oh, don't talk about this kind of thing. If a woman says, like, I've got really terrible cramps right now, I'm not saying you should go up to your male colleagues and say that, but if you're in a relationship or anything, it shouldn't be so taboo to talk about. Um, and so, women say that their pain often isn't acknowledged when they are completely like bedridden and can't get out of bed because of this pain. Um, and I actually saw this woman, um, in, she was in actually one of these TikTok videos and she was saying that she had had her, um, I think it was her ovaries or fallopian tubes, something reproductive had been cut out or or she had an intensive surgery and she got given two of these painkiller pills and she had to have weeks and weeks off work for recovery. It was very like intense and painful. Meanwhile, her husband at his work hurt his finger and he got 10 of the same pain, um, the pain management pills. So in response to this, a lot of doctors had duetted this video and were saying that it's really common that women don't actually get barely as much pain medication as men. The waiting time for... Um, women in hospitals to receive pain medication is longer than it is for men and women that have gone through heart attacks or are having a heart attack are more likely to die because doctors aren't as likely to take it seriously as they would with a male. So I thought that was really interesting about how we've got this kind of subconscious women are exaggerating pain yet we go through a lot of pain monthly in childbirth and you know I guess day to day then it's just Sometimes I think that men can be a bit more sensitive to pain than women.
0: Yeah, those statistics are Sad. quite astounding. <laughs> yeah, actually. yeah. I would have thought the opposite. Yeah. But um, there you go.
1: Pretty shocking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who's an adult and and if their girlfriend's like, I'm feeling cramps and they're like, oh, that's gross. Yeah, you would that? be so <laughs>
1: surprised. And I'm like, mate, what are you, 12? Like even if you're twelve and listening to this, well, don't do it. <laughs> this
0: is advice for men, and that yeah. is clearly not a man.
1: Yeah, true. That's a, that's that's a boy.
0: That's a baby. Yeah, you know, <laughs> My
1: little baba still has yet to learn.
0: What do you? Uh, do you think because with when it comes to sex on period, uh, some women are completely grossed out by it, mm. some men are completely grossed out by it, and some people are fine with it. Yeah. What do you think if there's one partner who's okay with it and one partner who's not okay with it? I I assume the logical thing would be to cater to the one who's not Really okay with it. Yeah. I'd imagine it'd be weird if the woman wanted to do it and was fine with it, but the man's like, no, nah, that's gross.
1: It's funny you and say this. And she'd feel
0: like, what the hell? I was Man actually, up. <laughs> exa-
1: I was having dinner with my best friends last night. There's like four of us. And mm. we had this exact conversation because one of us, um, her boyfriend, doesn't want, doesn't enjoy period sex, which is totally understandable. But mm-hmm. it's not everyone's cup of tea. And he's not immature about periods and is like, don't talk to me about it. He doesn't you know appreciate that kind of sensation or the sight of blood or whatever mm-hmm. and she was like it's not that big of a deal i want to be able to have it because i'm most aroused when i'm on my period which is common for women because you've got a so lot uh, of like yeah. blood flowing to that area not like your period blood but general like internally and it's more sensitive so it can be more enjoyable and she was saying what do I do like and we were all kind of debating this because You don't, it's not kind of sexy to convince someone to have sex with you on your period knowing that they're going to find that icky. Um, Mm. But she was like, well, this is going to be the most enjoyable time for me to do it. So it was, we didn't really come to kind of a conclusion other than, well, hopefully he changes his mind. But (laughs) um, they all spoke about their experiences with boyfriends and pretty much they all said that they um, all had kind of...
0: An aversion to it?
1: No, they were all for it.
0: Oh, and wow. okay. not
1: necessarily they did it every month with their partners or previous partners, but that it had never been a concern of any partners. Yeah. In fact, one of my friends um, will kill me for saying this, but she had a boyfriend um, or was seeing someone and she was a bit shy about it. And uh-huh. she said to him, like, they were getting a bit saucy and she said, I can't, I'm on my period. And he literally pulled her tampon out and said, that's okay, I've got sisters, and then had sex with her. And ah, ah. <laughs> they pulled... I don't Why know.
0: is it funny that he's thinking about his... Uh, <laughs> that's
1: what we thought. Sisters in it's that It's so moment. wild. Don't do that. <laughs> don't pull out the woman's tampon yourself,
0: please. <laughs> <laughs> he probably thought, oh, this is, this is, oh she's going to like that. I'm so, that. I don't care about that at all. So and half I'm still of us so were like, that guy's
1: so like psycho and the other half was like that's sexy like
0: <laughs> interesting well there you go yeah <laughs> differs woman to woman yeah I mean for the guys who are maybe grossed out by look if your if your partner wants to do it try it once okay what's the worst that could happen you, you I don't know you're still grossed out but you won't know until you've tried it
1: exactly and from a woman's perspective like the girls are saying you know it's it's really not that much difference in a girl being like wet or lubricated, self-lubricated. There's basically no difference aside from the color. So I guess to them, they were like, well, not a big deal, but it also depends on your flow and some people you wouldn't even notice and they can have periods X and you'd, you'd finish and you wouldn't even tell that she had a period. Other people you could possibly very much tell and it would look like an mm. intense kind of scene you've got in front of you, but depends. depends on your woman.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. Interesting. so what can a man do uh, in a situation where his, his girlfriend or partner is having uh, some intense period pain or just pain in general and if there is a feeling that men can often ignore that sort of pain, mm. what can we what, how can we be better?
1: Well, ironically, sex actually helps with period pain. Um, significantly. So that's another reason for it. I think
0: that's a solution everyone can get. Um, releasing behind.
1: endorphins. So for some women, it's like you have to have a lot of medication. Um, people will like overdose, not really, but they'll do a lot of girls do two um, panadols and two neurophens at like the same time or hour on or hour off, Ooh. like that much because it's it's really, what really. Before every hour. No, they'll do like a, um, 10 a.m. Two Panadol,
0: uh-huh. eleven
1: AM, two Nurofen, and then wait two hours and then do it again.
0: Why? Why swap? Does it? Make Apparently, it more it's
1: better. To, yeah, better for pain management to do that specifically for cramps. Um, so that's kind of like a tip that a lot of girls do. Not that I recommend that because obviously it's higher than your the dosage that you should be having.
0: Is it true that after you've had children, your period pain tends to go down?
1: Uh, I've heard mixed things about that, so I don't actually know the 100% facts about that, but I have heard it, but I don't know if it's like Mm. a, obviously when you go through menopause, it goes, Um, I think it does, but I don't know it as a true fact. Okay. But hopefully, I mean, that's- Interesting. Hopefully, but a lot of things can like help with, you shouldn't have caffeine and like, depending on how much you've exercised that that month can impact how much pain you're going to be in it's just crazy yeah, yeah. so and some women don't get pain at all lucky lucky them the blessed ones yeah
0: god you got a lot on this list so we gotta yeah we gotta move on uh what is the next one okay well we we'll get to know? the
1: juicy stuff then we'll get to the sex because a lot of this was coming up about um se- well, i guess we were just talking about sex actually but when I was saying, what do you want men to know? A lot of people were responding with just um, things about sex, which I thought was interesting. And one of the most common ones, which I don't think a lot of men will know this.
0: Can I really quickly just ask yeah. what sort of demographic that you were asking? Was it generally women your age? Yeah, twenty-four
1: mid twenties. Twenty, yeah, yeah, yeah. mid twenties, basically. A couple of outliers, like thirty, thirty-one, a couple younger, but yeah. basically mid twenties.
0: Yeah, interesting. Yeah.
1: yeah, cool. So, um. Let me know your thoughts on this, okay? Because I do find this to be very, very common, and I do find that women all share this opinion that it's do not tell a woman when you're having sex, come for me, because unless she's already orgasming, because
0: yeah, okay, seventy-five Damn. to ninety
1: percent of women cannot orgasm from penetration
0: alone. Mm-hmm.
1: And then it puts this awkward, like, I already knew I wasn't going to orgasm and now he's told me to.
0: That makes sense, yeah.
1: Now I have to fake it kind of thing. Mm. And then or discuss with him, be like, oh, actually, just it's not going to be that likely as you're having sex kind of awkward. So every single girl says they hate this. When you're already having an orgasm Mm -hmm. and he says it, amazing, perfect. But if she's not and you're just having sex and you say it, it doesn't bring on an orgasm like it really does for men often. Mm. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? You seem surprised.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I say that sometimes.
1: Yeah. So Um, if she orgasms after you say that, it's 99% a fake orgasm. It
0: does make sense because if you feel like there's pressure uh, to orgasm and that's for both men and women, then you often can't. Yeah. Because you're overthinking it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I guess the other part of that was, um, like I said before, that most women cannot orgasm just from penetration. And that's very common. And you need to, when a woman explains that to you, don't respond with every other girl I've had sex with has because every other girl was probably faking it. Like 60 to 75% of women will fake orgasms. I don't believe in that because you don't want to kind of encourage this kind of you don't need to validate someone in that way. You can yeah. still show, demonstrate that you're sexually satisfied without it. And if you, you know, can have an orgasm, through penetration that's very lucky and some women you need to use their hands or a toy and some men get offended by that as well which is um that's another thing one, yeah. yeah so men being like no don't touch yourself you make me feel like i can't please you enough but she's like this is how i bring myself to orgasm yeah. so what do you want me to do just not orgasm it's
0: less work for you bro yeah you. <laughs> now, yeah i get that because uh, i can see both perspectives there mm uh you know if you're uh feel like your dick is useless you uh you know that's gonna uh hinder your self-esteem but the science behind it is yeah yeah most women well I think like you said well what is it 60% can't actually no
1: it's 90 it's basically 90% of women yeah 75 to 90% most
0: likely orgasm from uh clitoral stimulation and that's
1: the whole purpose of the clit it's literally only there for that very purpose so use it become friends with it say hello (laughs) you know
0: yeah the one that i'm yeah the okay don't say um i want you to come for me
1: Unless she's already coming.
0: Yeah, Yeah. interesting.
1: Or unless you're in a relationship or ongoing sexual relationship where you know if they can come and how to make them come and um, if it's something that's easy or common for them. If you know those habits, then by all means, say it. But if you're just sleeping with someone and there's, you know, nine times out of ten, if you're not doing anything else, she's probably not going to come. Or for nine out of 10 women, mm. I mean. So by saying that, it kind of puts her in this really awkward position where she's going to feel like, I'm just going to, I have no choice but to literally fake it right now. Mm. That's never fun.
0: Interesting. I guess if you're in the moment, you're probably just being very honest. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah, when, you, 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 of course, yeah. you just want someone to come. So you just might say something like that. But exactly. That's a, I, okay, that's a good. That's my favorite one so far.
1: (laughs) Noted. Yeah. So, another one kind of similar to that was when women say to you during sex, don't stop. Don't or don't stop, I'm going to come, or something like that. Don't change anything. Don't go like crazy ham on her and don't go like whip out all your trips. Like literally don't stop what you're doing because a lot of women need, for men, it's different. Men sometimes like that increased intensity. Women need most likely most commonly, women need like repetitive motion that is consistent so they can rely on that next kind of like every half second I'm getting a thrust on this spot kind of thing. But The second it changes, they lose it. And when a man loses it for a second, he can get it straight back to where it was for like in two and a half seconds often.
0: More often than women, yeah. <laughs> yeah, always, but, but yeah. women
1: sometimes it can take 20 minutes to build to an orgasm and if they lose it, that's gonna take a whole they're starting from scratch. Mm. Yeah. So just keep it. Don't stop means don't stop exactly what you're doing, the exact way you are.
0: Ah, okay. That's another good one. Yeah. Because you-
1: <laughs> look at you getting oh, yeah, You might lying. hear something
0: like that and you think, oh she's just close. I might now I'll rub a clip or something yeah. like that. But okay. Yeah. And go. that's
1: often what happens, and it's within those two seconds where you lean back off your like arms or your elbows and to get a better angle, and those is the two seconds where she's lost it.
0: That's another good one. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look at, I feel, so, I feel like I'm doing the world a favor right I now think you are, for yeah. women and men. Um, so that's that was um, okay, an important one, and I guess like a little bit of a more kind of serious one that was coming up obviously we know that no means no but it's really it puts women in a really uncomfortable position when you try to persuade someone to have sex with you and women you know we're kind of conditioned to not be confrontational and to feel immediately unsafe when you're getting pressured for sex that some people will think Oh holy shit it's just going to be safer for me to have sex and then really like feel the impact of that afterwards emotionally like or forever um so when a woman says no don't try convince her just don't and she might say it we've talked about this before when sometimes women can be a bit like um, gray yeah. in how they say no and be flirty and keep kissing you or touching you and you're like, does she, does she not? It's usually just a, I'm saying no, but please don't be like upset with me or stop desiring me because I won't have sex with you immediately in this moment.
0: Yeah, okay. Is there ever a situation where uh, it's sort of an invitation to seduce me? Like, uh, no, we can't, not right now. That that kind yeah. of thing is that, you know, if you can maybe read those emotional cues and see that she is at least seemingly showing very clear uh, indications that she's at least being into it. Now, I know this is a very mm-hmm. touchy subject and it's obviously mm-hmm. much better to err on the side of caution. Yeah. If you think there's any doubt, just don't pursue it. Yeah. Uh, but... Are there ever situations where, uh, in in that sort of very flirtatious, limited. Because uh, you know how we were talking about those sex robots and they programmed the sex robots to be like, no, not yet. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. You know, is
0: there something innately human about that where there sometimes is a bit of that to and fro before yeah
1: i think you're right in that there is because a lot of women's arousal comes from their sense of how much they're feeling desired and sometimes women may be a bit coy because they want to feel more desired so they want you to chase them or like kind of be a little bit like oh but I want you so bad because that makes them feel desired so it does get kind of this holy shit like what do I do Mm. and you know we've talked a little bit in in the past about you know assumed consent in long-term relationships when you know what's okay and what's what's not okay. But I think I'll always say, I never want to advise like, oh, if she's still touching you, just go ahead like with it if she says no. Fair, um, no, that's fair so enough. So yeah. I would say you can ask her like, okay, like, babe, I'll stop if you want me to, that's that's totally okay. And if she's pulling you back and saying, nah, fuck it, let's do it, then go for it. Um, or just be like, I want you so bad, but I'll stop. And expressing that you want her, but saying you'll stop, you know, that's probably the best way to go about it. Or just straight out asking her. Um, because it is so, every woman I know, basically, that has had like sexual partners um, that haven't been, you know, a very long-term relationship, you know, boyfriend from high school kind of thing, but multiple partners has said that they have been in like a position where they've felt pressured to have sex and didn't know how to say no um, or said no and then was like pushed so much for it that they just went through with it and then deeply regretted it afterwards. Yeah. So that was kind of like a – it's a tricky one because mm. it's kind of – you know, so she can say yes eventually and then it's like, well, did she change her consent? And there's a lot of people coming up about this now saying, I was raped. Well, I'd said no, I said no, and then I said yes, but it's still rape. Um, and then a lot of people were having mixed feelings about that, understandably, because we're not mind readers, um, but that would be considered like co- co- coercive um, and being like it is actually a type of rape where like you're coercing someone to do it and pressuring someone, so it is tricky. Mm. Just, just make sure. Don't. There's nothing wrong in asking someone, "Are you sure? And are you okay with this?" And a lot of women will find that sexy in a partner as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. I definitely, are on the side of caution there. Yeah. yeah. Um. I. Yeah. I don't really have anything to add to that. I am just still really interested in that sort of, at what point does seduction become coercion um, and how do we define that? Uh, But I totally understand and will just listen without judgment to those accounts.
1: I would, You know what I would do is the first time is just if she's saying no but being coy just don't do it but then later ask her and be like look when you said no you were still kind of like sitting on my lap grinding on me and kissing me like would you have wanted me to take it further or did you really actually not want to do it in that moment mm. um, and if she says you know I, I did want you to take it further and maybe then you can ask okay well the next time this happens like would it be safe in assuming that meant it's okay to go further if you're if you're continuing to be like sexual on me and and, that's pretty fair yeah and touching me okay you just gotta be careful yeah yeah you do Absolutely. Um, so yeah, and then another one was, which I think that you'll like because um, we talk about women nagging a lot. and it was that when women nag or continuously repeat something and are demanding a response, it may be because the communication is not effective enough or you're not kind of responding to it in a way that we feel that the issue is resolved. So we're going to continuously say it. And ask you about it until we have kind of an answer that makes sense to us.
0: Can you give me an example? Because there's so many different types of nagging. What's an an example of that one? Because that may be the, of all these on the list, that may be the one where I would think, no, look, the man, if you're ever nagging a guy, he's just not going to do whatever you want yeah. him to do. Yeah, exactly. It's not an effective way to communicate and it's not an effective way to get men to change their behavior. Yeah. So can you say, give me an example where maybe if he's ignoring her and that's why she's being persistent or something where yeah, and it would make be... sense to yeah. nag someone? Or
1: yeah, basically that's a good example. Like if he's ignoring her or he you know said he was going to pick her up to take her to dinner and then he didn't um he didn't go and then she'll be like but why like why didn't you come get me you said you were going to why didn't you pick me up at seven we had the most simple plans like why can't you stick to plans do you struggle with this like yeah. we, we had this and I had to call Susie and get her to borrow her dress and I did my hair and I my makeup and then this guy is like holy shit like I'm so overwhelmed and he kind of will sh- maybe shut down and be like, I don't know, like, I don't I don't know, I don't know. I just, and doesn't really want to answer it. And she's going to keep going because to her, she's like, it doesn't make sense to me why you didn't pick me up. Like, just explain it to me. But because she's so in a state of like emotion and she's heightened, it's coming off so like um, attack mode that he's going to be yeah. like, I'm not even wanting to engage with this. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what I meant by when women say that, we're hounding on you because it's not making sense to us and people can get really frustrated when things don't make sense they're like i don't understand what what went through your mind and i'm not going to let it go until i understand it yeah and he might it might be something okay. so simple like i felt sick so i didn't i couldn't go to dinner yeah. but he never even got the chance or felt too overwhelmed to communicate that
0: but in in that situation i think mindfulness and 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 practicing emotional intelligence is going to be the most effective because if you respond when you're in that heightened state of emotion, you are going to nag, you're going to be accusatory, and then he's going to get defensive. So it would be uh, worthwhile to just work on that yeah. or to wait it out for a little bit and then ask a bit later that night, hey, you said you were going to pick me up and you didn't do it. You know, How would you like it if I did that to you?
1: Yeah, exactly. I agree. Like, It's never basically any... Thing that you want to bring up if you're so emotional, whether it be sad or angry or whatever, don't bring it up in that state. Wait until you've calmed down. Yeah. Always wait because you you're just gonna if you just get someone on the defense and they're gonna come at you being like, look how aggressive you are, you're not gonna get your point across. They don't they're yeah. just not gonna engage with it.
0: Yeah, okay, Agree. Do, do you think that if, if there's persistent nagging going on in a relationship or you have that sort of cliche dynamic where the girlfriend or wife's always rolling her eyes being like, oh, he's so useless type thing, Yeah. do you think it just is a symptom of her really – it could be uh, she's responding that way to a specific action consciously, so, oh, he never takes the bins out or whatever, but subconsciously there's just a serious dissatisfaction. Yeah, where she's just not happy with this guy? So
1: I can't remember which one it was, but the Gottman, um, he does this kind of, he's like a relationship guru who's written like, a lot of kind of significant studies about yeah. couples and we spoke about it before how he was the one that can predict a couple's accuracy to 90% and he'd interview them um, and then he tracked them for like 40 years mm. and the ones that he predicted in this 20-minute interview were going to break up all broke up and the ones that he said would stay together i stay together and he tracks their relationship it was like a 40-year study that he did on relationships and he said that there's like four horsemen of the relationship and one of them was this i think it was contempt i think that's what it was and it basically what it was though is you feel dissatisfied it's the eye rolling it's the i feel slightly superior to you and like this is so typical like typical men or typical sam like whatever like useless kind of thing that is a single strongest indicator of divorce in a yeah, relationship that it is the worst thing for your relationship yeah so and that will more typically fall into women um doing that mm. um it's probably why more women instigate divorce but it's 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 very very toxic and the thing is is like you can't really even it's hard to recognize or explain to someone how bad it is for your relationship because it's so subtle. You're like, Oh, so what? I roll my eyes and I'm sarcastic, like, big deal. But actually, <laughs> and then it's she like,
0: starts nagging you again. Yeah. Oh, you're always uh, upset or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. It's kind of catching so me. There's a
0: constant dissatisfaction there. Yeah. I think in that situation, there's real serious problems. It's usually not, uh, the one problem that she may be arguing with you about, like, oh, you never take out the dishes or whatever the, the household chore is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there probably is deep-seated underlying... Resentment. ...dissatisfaction yeah. and resentment there. Exactly. So you want to try not to get to that point.
1: Exactly. And it's hard because then what ends up happening is, you know, he will come and cook you dinner and give you a massage and clean the place. And then she'll be like, well, so... Big fucking whoop I do that every single day and I've raised these two kids like that kind of thing and it doesn't He's completely left unacknowledged, unappreciated, uh, which I guess we'll go into in the next podcast because that is kind of like a common thing.
0: Just the thought of that. Yeah, triggering. (laughs) It's triggering. And it triggers
1: all men. Yeah. Um, And I think that it's good to kind of call people out on this. Um, Men do a lot of shitty behaviors in relationships, but this is something that is definitely kind of women hold to do or tend to do more. Mm. um that one falls in the women's court for sure more likely not always yeah but um it is very very toxic
0: i'd say do you think it's fair to say uh, if you are being nagged consider it more as a symptom rather than a specific ailment exactly so it's a symptom of some sort of greater issue that's at play here yeah
1: absolutely it's it's not a good sign
0: yeah (laughs) i mean a, a would you agree that if a woman is is generally happy and attracted to a man, she's probably not going to nag him?
1: Yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. I mean, I don't want people to mean like think, okay, my girlfriend nagged me; she's no longer attracted to me. Everyone nags occasionally. but sure, that's how but that if it's came a, across. But if it's you know consistent, I mean. then that's when there is an issue, mm-hmm. um, and it's not okay. Um, okay, but yeah, don't don't nag. Consistently. <laughs> Only occasionally, once a week.
0: Yeah. Okay. What's uh, any anything else on the on this list?
1: I guess the last one that um, was kind of like a small one was just the little acts of women want to feel romanced outside of the bedroom and they want to feel seduced and desired um, and what attracts us to a man is we've talked about how for for men it can be you know the way you look attracts you to a woman and for women it's how you make us feel and so we kind of at the start of a relationship in a honeymoon phase he's always expressing how he's desired to her and how he feels about how she's so beautiful and he, he loves her so much and he's so attracted to her and then you settle you don't get that and then he'll roll over at 9pm at night and want to have sex and she'll be like I'm not in the mood because she hasn't been seduced during the day the groundwork hasn't been put down mm. during the day and I think that this is a really key thing that a lot of people miss in relationships especially men that complain about not getting intimacy from their partners is because women will more likely have sex with you and want to have sex with you because they feel so desired and so worthy and so appreciated. But if you're just working, coming home, playing video games or whatever, watching Netflix silently, and then your only attention to her is gonna be through sex, when you decide you wanna get off, you're gonna make her feel objectified, like she's there just to get you off and she's not gonna wanna do that. Mm. So that's kind of like a, a hot tip, is show your woman that you are physically attracted to her and emotionally attracted to her and you find her attractive, not just when you're getting spicy mm. or sexual. Um,
0: with issues of attraction, though, it's always a two way street because yeah. if she's feeling like she, I'm not desired, I never want to. Uh, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't care anymore. Then he's going to think, well, why should I? I'm not going to try anymore. She doesn't want to have sex with me anyway. Yeah, it's so kind it of like the this cycle. really toxic. Yeah, push-pull. Uh, seesaw of yeah. <laughs> Neither party wants to make an effort because they feel like whenever they make an effort, it goes ignored.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: again, you don't you you want to hopefully not get it to that point.
1: Yeah, because no woman or no man, which comes up in the, in what men want from women as well, no one wants to ask for, can you please show me that you're attracted to me? Like, can you please demonstrate yeah. that to me? No one wants to ask for that. So it's something that you have to, you know, naturally that's always gonna kind of tittle down a little bit later in relationships, depending on how long you've been with, but it's something that you have to be consciously aware of. Like, I'm gonna spend five minutes every day showing my partner I appreciate them, whether that be through their love language, through touch or words of affirmation or doing something for them. Just one little thing every day. Like a lot of relationship therapists say the single best thing you can do is um, kiss your partner every day. Find one opportunity to kiss your partner.
0: It's really interesting hearing things like this though, because I feel like what, is desire of men changes so much as women get older because a lot of younger men and we'll get to this in the next podcast but a lot of younger boys and younger men will say all I ever do is show her how much I'm into her yeah. how much I love her how much I care about her and she's and she, cringing yeah and, like and she's turned away. off or she goes for a guy that doesn't like her at all yeah so again I this is an episode where I just want to listen and it's fair. it's very fair if uh, a woman's not feeling designed in a relationship that the man should be, if he cares about her, just the commit the you know the legal commitment of a marriage. I think a lot of men just sort of see that and think, well, you know we've objectively made this commitment. so and and part of that, the rules of that are that you know you I expect certain things from you and you expect certain things from me and I'm the pro- I provide the and greening. I've done all yeah. these things and you provide the things. That we've agreed upon, but no, the game never ends. You yeah, it, it never gotta be, ends. Um,
1: you have to date. So you,
0: you got to date throughout yeah. your relationship, yeah. right? So uh, it's all very fair as well. But I will just add that extra caveat. It
1: is such a good point. Yeah. Such, And it's so true as well. So we'll, we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into
0: that next episode. Yeah. So on that note, uh, we can uh, get to the conclusion of this one. So to to wrap everything up I suppose is there anything you've thought of while we're recording this or anything in in your life or or anything you want to add or just hone in on one of those topics in particular that's particularly important that men should be aware of in a heterosexual or a Another woman in a lesbian relationship.
1: This is so like cliche, but I think at the end of the day, it comes down to communication. And I hate that that's like a, not the answer that people are kind of wanting to hear. But you need to, if a woman is talking to you excessively and then talking about this, this and this and this and this, you know, listen to her. And, mm. and show her that you're listening or ask her what do you like during sex or how can I make you feel loved and women should do this too. So I think that that's kind of like my overall takeaway mm. is understand women and if there's something that doesn't sit right with you or you don't really get like why would you go off the pill, actually just ask her about it in a non kind of um, attacking and defensive way. Mm-hmm. So that's my kind of final point.
0: Yeah, always communicate as as much as possible in non-attacking ways. And
1: ask twice what's wrong.
0: It's very fair. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> ask twice what's wrong. Yeah. Uh, and have period sex. Man up.
1: <laughs> Real men.
0: <laughs> no, really. Like what? What are you scared of? Come on.
1: Honestly, if it weren't for periods, you wouldn't be born, for most of you. So
0: scared of a bit of blood? Yeah, pussy. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's the pussy. he's the actual pussy there.
1: Bro. Yeah, not the pussy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well On that note. uh that was a this <laughs> is an informative one <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can post a highlight of that one cuz I still have a large sector of teenage boys that follow me that are going to be like, "You're so gay, man."
1: Post the highlight. It used
0: to be cool. <laughs>
1: post the highlight where you're like, "If you don't have periods extra pussy and then nothing else." Just put a 10-second highlight.
0: Yeah, true. That's a good point. Yeah. There you go. That'll probably be out there on my uh, on my Instagram and Facebook eventually. <laughs> um, share this podcast with a man who you think needs to hear it. Okay?
1: Yeah, I'm please. with you, girls. Do us a service to men, and just share it.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> <This> damn <laughs> men. All right. Bless. No, uh we can all we can all be better. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening. Part two is coming next week, where we talk about what men wish women knew. Woohoo! Oh, spicy. See you next week. See ya.